the 2022 midterm elections and the red wave that never happened on this episode of the Driving with Rob podcast. The red wave, the red wave, the red wave is coming. There is no way you can stop this avalanche of Republican support. The Democrats are going to lose control of the Senate. They're going to lose control of the House of Representatives. There's no way that the Democrats won't be humiliated with overwhelming Republican majority. Even the Democrats believed it. Back during the summer, there was speculation as to if we can talk Joe out of running for a second term, who can we promote in his place? And Newsom, the governor of California, that was one of the predominant names that was floated as a successor to Biden. Buttigieg was another one. But no, the Democrats were already looking for Joe's replacement during the summer because they knew they were going to get humiliated. And it didn't happen. In a nutshell, the Republicans lost because they failed to remind people of what a disaster the Democrats have been for the last two years. Instead of reminding people of all the terrible decisions economically, foreign policy-wise, even the Green New Deal, every decision Joe Biden has made over the last two years has been a bad one. But instead of reminding voters that a vote for the Democrat, no matter who the Democrat was, is a vote for more of the same, for things to even potentially get worse, instead of reminding the voting public what a terrible President Joe Biden is, too many of the Republican candidates relied on the Trump endorsement. I'm the Trump candidate, vote for me which the strategy that the Biden administration and the Democrats ran in 2020, I'm not Trump, vote for me. And this was completely the wrong strategy for the Republicans to have. And if you look at the Republicans who did win and won big, convincing wins, like Marco Rubio for Senate in Florida, like DeSantis for governor of Florida, like the Republican who won the governor's race in Virginia. The Republicans who won, who had convincing victories, did not have Trump's endorsement. Now, let's talk about Trump and Trump's endorsement. It's not that. What hurt him was, that was the only thing they ran on. I'm the Trump candidate, vote for me. Well, the guys who won and won big ran on, here's what I've done for you so far, or here's what I plan to do, or here is why I am better than the Democrat I'm running against. They won on their own merit. The Republicans who lost or who won narrow victories, like Joe Budd in North Carolina, their whole campaign was, I am the Trump-endorsed candidate. And that's not enough for me. That's not enough for most of the American voters. 
See, you have the extremes on both parties. You have the extreme Democrats, the extreme Republicans, who are going to vote straight down party line no matter what. The ones you have to win are the moderates and the independents. They want to know what you're going to do. They want to know that you can think for yourself. They want to know that you can lead. And too many of the Republican candidates came off looking like Trump followers and not Republican leaders. And to me, that's why they lost. That's the reason they lost. See, the Democrats ran on pro-abortion. If you want to make abortion legal and you want to keep abortion legal, you have to vote for me. And that was pretty much the only issue they had to run on. And pretty much every Democrat candidate in America ran on that. And to me, the fatal flaw in the Democrat ideology is that the Democrats like to stereotype. The Democrats like to put people in boxes. Well, all black people will vote for a black candidate. All women will vote for the pro-abortion candidate. They like to put people in boxes. They look at, at humans as voting blocks. They don't look at them as free-thinking, independent people who want to preserve democracy. And they believed, they honestly believed, the Democrats honestly believed, that all women, or at least a vast majority of women, are pro-abortion. And that's just not the case. I mean, even the news media will, will hammer that at you and tell you over and over and over, every woman is pro-abortion. Remember that stupid line that Joe Biden delivered? And I cannot believe the Republicans didn't seize on it. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. If you don't vote for me, you ain't a woman. You know, I mean, he's the Democrats are basically saying the same thing. When they made pro-abortion the keystone of every Democrat candidate's stand and ideology. I am the pro-abortion candidate. If you want to keep abortion legal, you better vote for me. That was pretty much the only thing they had because they could not run on Joe Biden's coattails. Joe Biden had no coattails, still doesn't. But the Republicans failed to seize on it, just like they failed to seize on calling Biden out when he said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That was a perfect opportunity to expose Biden for what he was, but they didn't do it. So the 2022 midterms ended up being a referendum on Trump when it should have been a referendum on Joe Biden. But let's talk about Joe. Joe ran for president in 1988, 30 years ago. And he was beaten in the primary by Dukakis, one of the most lackluster Democrat candidates who ever ran for president, who ever won the Democrat nomination for president. He lost to Dukakis. And nobody remembers, and the news media will never remind you, the reason Joe lost in 88 was it came out in the news media in 88, 30 years ago, that this whole speech that Joe Biden gave, he had plagiarized from, I think it was a British politician. That He basically stole someone else's homework and put his name on it. And he was humiliated and didn't run for another 
20 years. Well, he ran and lost in 2008 to Barack Obama. And Obama, because Joe was one of the uh, leading losers in the Democrat primary that year, somebody told Obama that in order to win, that they would have to make the ticket as strong as they could. So let's take the next highest vote getter and make him your vice president. So they got Joe to run on the ticket with Obama, and he became Obama's vice president. Well, the big joke back then for the eight years of Obama was that Joe Biden was Obama's assassination insurance. Because no matter how much you disliked Obama, nobody in their right mind wanted Joe Biden for president. But then fast forward to 2020. Trump is running for re-election. Bernie Sanders was winning all the primaries and leading all the polls until Joe Biden won the South Carolina primary. And South Carolina was the first state primary with a significant percentage of black voters. And the Democrat leadership decided Joe Biden can deliver the black vote, and we don't think Bernie Sanders can. And we know we can't beat Trump without the black vote. So all of a sudden, Bernie Sanders just went away. Bernie Sanders just disappeared. He stopped being on the news. He stopped showing up on poll results because the Democrat leadership told Bernie to take a step back. So when the 2020 election came around, there was enough anybody-but-Trump sentiment and the fact that Joe proved he could carry black voters, which is still a mystery to me. But they associate Biden with Obama. And Obama didn't like him. I mean, there's just like story after story of bad things that Barack said about Joe. And you never saw Joe and Barack together. They weren't like, it's not like they were friends. If you look at the clips of events that all the government higher-ups went to, it was obvious that Barack and Michelle liked George W. better than they liked Joe Biden. I mean, there was, there was never any love loss between Joe and Obama, but Barack, being a good Democrat, went out and campaigned for Joe anyway. And even the news media, even the liberal news media, even the Democrat propaganda news media did point out on more than one occasion that when Barack Obama was campaigning in one state, Biden campaigning in another state, how they had made statements in their speeches that contradicted each other. Enough anti-Trump sentiment, and you can pull the black vote, and Biden wins. And I won't get into the whole voter fraud thing, which I think there was, but I won't get into it. Not right now. But back on to the original topic. The red wave never happened. Even the Democrats thought it was going to happen, but it didn't happen. And there was plenty of ammunition that the Republican candidates could have used on their Democrat opponents, but they didn't. Donald Trump basically rescued the U.S. economy from the mess that the Obama administration had gotten us in. 
Even Obama said, and this is a direct quote, Barack Hussein Obama, when he was campaigning for Hillary as the sitting president of the United States, said, Donald Trump does not have a magic wand to fix this economy. But see, nobody remembers that. And you'll never see that clip unless you go look for it. Because the news media won't tell you about it. But that was a direct quote from Obama. Donald Trump does not have a magic wand to fix this economy, which told me two things. Number one, he knew it was still a terrible economy. And number two, he knew he, nor Joe, nor Hillary, knew how to fix it. He believed it was going to take a magic wand. That Donald Trump doesn't have a magic wand. Well, apparently he did. Because Donald Trump turned the economy around in six months. And as soon as Biden got in office, I don't know if he broke the record for the most executive orders written in one day, but Joe Biden, you can go Google it, Joe Biden wrote 17 executive orders in the first two days after inauguration. He wrote more executive orders in the first two days than nearly every president in history had written in the first hundred days. And most of his executive orders were to undo all the good things Trump did to save the economy. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline. He reinstated all the restrictions that Trump took away from domestic oil drilling. So that now we're still using oil, but we have to buy it from overseas because Joe didn't want you drilling for oil in America. When Trump was president, we had such a surplus of oil in America that there were tankers sitting off the coast of California with nowhere to unload. Tankers sitting off the coast of Texas in the Gulf of Mexico. Tanker ships full of oil and nowhere to unload it because we had so much oil in America there was nowhere for them to put it. And that's why gas prices were low. Well, all of a sudden, Joe made it harder for oil companies to drill in America. Any oil that comes out of Canada now can't come through a pipeline. It has to come by railroad, which every train uses diesel fuel. But one of Joe's cabinet appointees was a major stockholder in the railroad that was currently delivering oil from Canada. And if they built the pipeline, then that railroad would basically lose the majority of its business because that's mostly where their business came from, is hauling oil on tanker cars. But I digress. But Joe had the worst economy, the worst inflation rate since Jimmy Carter. You don't remember how awful the economy was when Jimmy Carter was president. There were lines at gas stations because gas stations were running out of gas all over the country. The price of gas doubled overnight and destroyed the U.S. economy. And it took Ronald Reagan to fix Jimmy Carter's economy. Joe Biden has already caused a higher inflation rate than Obama had during the 2008, 2009, 2010 recession. It's already a worse inflation rate than Obama had during his whole term. 
And the Obama economy was awful. Highest inflation rate since Jimmy Carter. Gas prices. Even though they started nudging down over the summer, they're still a dollar a gallon higher than they were at their highest rate during the Trump presidency. And it's all part of this Green New Deal. It's just like the governor of New York putting a $10 a pack tax on cigarettes. Just make it more expensive than people can't afford to buy it. That was the whole plan with gasoline, is to make gasoline so expensive that people can't afford to drive gasoline-powered cars. We're going to promote electric vehicles. Driving up the price of gas was intentional. And it's still a dollar a gallon more than it should be. When Biden was in the Senate, he was the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. I can't think of a president in my lifetime that has had a worse foreign policy than Joe Biden. Because he, as a foreign relations chairman, that basically makes him a diplomat. And what do diplomats do? Diplomats compromise. They roll over and play dead in the name of diplomacy. And here is Biden, who has already gone to Saudi Arabia, with his head bowed and his hat in his hands, begging them for oil. And this week, today, he's at some international conference, begging the Chinese to let us win once in a while. One of the first executive orders he wrote when he became president two years ago was that the United States would rejoin the Paris Climate Accords. Do you remember why we pulled out of the Paris Climate Accords? It's because Trump said they want the United States of America to make all the concessions. They're not willing to make any. And Trump basically said, we have nothing to gain as a country by being a part of these talks about green energy and global warming and environmental policy. So we're just going to pull out. We're just not going to play with them. Well, the first thing Biden did was get us right back into it. Donald Trump said, and he was right, without the United States, there will be no NATO. NATO only exists because they have the support of the United States. They have no strength on their own. We shouldn't even be in NATO. We should let NATO dissolve. And we probably should have let NATO dissolve. But Joe Biden gets us back into it as fast as he can. Oh, NATO has 100% support of the United States. And you remember the completely botched pullout from Afghanistan. Joe Biden had many, many, many things you could have attacked your Democrat opponent on. All you had to do was remind people that a vote for the Democrat is a vote for Joe Biden. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. To circle back around and to get back on track, why did the red wave not happen? Because too many of the Republican candidates said, a vote for me is a vote for Donald Trump. Well, what do you plan to do? Well, I plan to do whatever Trump thinks I should do. Yeah, but what do you think? Well, I think uh, the same thing Donald Trump thinks. 
No, nobody wants a leader who is a puppet of anybody else. They want you to be able to think for yourself, to make your own decisions, and to be a, a leader in the Senate or a leader in the House of Representatives. We don't want a Trump yes man. We don't want anybody's yes man. But that's what you heard. The Democrat candidates were all pro-abortion. The Republican candidates were all pro-Donald Trump. And the whole thing should have been, vote for me unless you're happy with what Biden has done to the country. And give people a reason to vote against the Democrat. Give people a reason to vote for you. And they didn't do it. They just didn't do it. And one of the things that you're going to hear over and over over the next uh, several months as the Democrats and the news media are trying to sort out how the Republicans didn't humiliate the Democrats because they're still trying to figure it out. But what you're going to hear over and over is the Democrats had higher quality candidates. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. The Democrats had Democrat Party yes-men and Ever since, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pull this out too, because of the way Trump responded or failed to respond to the January 6, 2020 insurrection. The Republicans allowed the Democrats and the news media to tell their own story about what happened. They allowed the propaganda arm of the Democrats, which is the standard news media, and that includes CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC. They're all willing accomplices, more than willing accomplices. They're the propaganda arm for the Democrats. The Republicans let them get away with telling their side of the story and allowed them to paint Trump and anybody who supports Trump as crazy or dangerous. And see, at the end of the day, when it's time to go into the voting booth, you got two candidates. One is completely ineffective and has destroyed the economy and will support a president who is continuing to destroy the economy or somebody who's crazy and dangerous. Incompetent beats dangerous every time. I don't believe that Trump is dangerous or crazy, but the news media has successfully convinced the Democrats and the moderates and the independents that Trump is crazy and that those who follow him are crazy and those who are supported by him are crazy. So, in the eyes of most of the American voting public. A nursing home escapee in the White House may or may not have cognitive function problems is still better than somebody who might try to set up a dictatorship. And you let the news media, the Republican leadership, let the news media tell this story for the past six years, especially the last two years. They're still afraid of Donald Trump. And I blame the Republican leadership for not defending him. But the reason there was no red wave, you have allowed the Democrats to paint Trump as crazy. 
And when you campaigned all summer for your Senate seat or your governor's office or your congressional seat, all summer you just kept saying over and over and over, I'm the Trump-endorsed candidate. Well, right now, people are a little afraid of Donald Trump. And again, incompetent is better than insane. And that's why there was no red wave. And that's going to do it for the podcast. I didn't want to get into politics on this podcast, but they keep pulling me back in. But I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you downloading. If you like the podcast, chances are your friends will too. So tell your friends about it. Invite them to listen. I'm very easy to find. Uh, All you have to do is Google The Driving With Rob podcast, and you'll find it. But thanks again for listening. And I will really, really make an effort to not be political in the next episode. Okay? (laughs) Thanks again. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.